This is your host, Rachel Franklin with Already Dead, a sexual assault discussion podcast. A quick PSA, as I just mentioned, we will be discussing topics surrounding sexual assault, so if you feel like you need a break at any time from listening, please take one. This is a space for healing, for learning, and for creating community. He didn't make me feel like I wanted to die, he just made me feel like I was already dead. Alrighty, so today I have with me Harmony Dolling. That is your last name, right? That is such a like I love your name. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was just like your username for a second, and then I heard your voicemail, and I was like, "Oh, it's her last name. I love that." Yeah, that, that's my last name. <laughs> oh. Um. All right. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Give me a little background on you. Okay. So I am born and raised from Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada. I currently live in Port Alberni, BC. Um, a little bit about myself is I am a huge sexual assault advocate um, and a victim. I love my dog and I like car rides. Is that, is that good? <laughs> yeah. What kind of dog I, do you have? I have an Australian Labradoodle. His name is Aww. Finley. He's actually joining me or us today, I guess. <laughs> I have a little puppy named Nacho I just got. Aw, what kind? Uh, like a Jack Russell mix. Aw. That's, that's so cute. cute. Yeah, my dog's panting in the back. I don't <laughs> <hear> him. <laughs> that was my dog earlier. Um, okay, so obviously, like we just discussed, you've had an experience with sexual assault. Um, and when I was talking with you before, you mentioned that you were writing a book about your experiences. And you also... I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. What made you choose to write? Um, I was speaking to my therapist one day on a way so I can express my feelings because obviously TikTok is not the best place for me, especially in a small town. Everyone sees my videos. Mm-hmm. So writing a book is more private to me because no one can see what I'm writing right now. And when I feel comfortable, I can release it. It's not going how I thought it would. Like, it's definitely taking, like, a lot out of me because... yeah. It's a lot um, bringing on the trauma back and being able to write that down. But it's also a really good way to get things out because when you write things down, then you don't have to think about it all the time. I definitely so. agree. Yeah, it's just it's just a nice um, therapeutic way for me to get my feelings out. That's awesome that you found an outlet for that. That is super difficult yeah. to... Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I think I mentioned this to you before. I don't think I would be able to do that right now. That is, yeah, that takes a lot out of you. It's been three years since um, the sexual assault, so wow. I definitely feel more comfortable speaking about it and more open, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of just tired of everyone's, I guess, I'm going to cast some sorry, everyone's shit in this town. Yeah. Because in a small town, they all talk, and since I wasn't raised here, mm-hmm. and I didn't grow up here, they obviously take his side. Mm-hmm. which I think is disgusting. So writing about this and about my life and my story, I think it'll help a lot of people feel less alone. Yeah, I definitely yeah. would agree. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely felt that way watching your TikToks. I remember watching one and I literally just started crying. And that's... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, in a good way. Like, I, and like you just said, like, don't feel alone. Um 
that's what really what drew me to your page and I started looking at the rest yeah. of your stuff and I just love what you have to say what made you Thank decide you. to post on TikTok in the first place um I started posting about it about two months after the police or Crown Council denied my case. I wasn't getting the justice I deserved, and I still am not. Mm-hmm. So a way for me to show show people what I've been through is venting on TikTok, which is, it's not the best place to do it, and it's, like, really hard for me. I've had to turn comments off and block a whole bunch of accounts, but it, it definitely helps me get things out, especially all of the really, really good impact I've gotten off of that and lots of people telling me that they're here with me mm-hmm. and that I'm not alone and if they've gone through it makes me I guess it, it's hard to like know that people have been through the same thing as me but it also right. it feels good to not be alone yeah exactly yeah it's like it's an awful feeling to know that but it's also comforting in a way <laughs> yeah it's a horrible horrible way to say but it, it is it's comforting to know that you're not the only one right. that's been through this. So, um, yeah. so you said your case got denied. Can you tell me a little bit about your situation and your experience with the police? Yeah, so the police actually came to me about this whole incident. Um, I After this happened, it happened in the summer, August 9th, 2019. And... So I kept quiet. I only told a couple close friends and the people that were there what happened. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up getting out to a whole bunch of people at the school. I was getting made fun of every time I was on the bus. People would laugh at me and go, haha, you were raped. And so there were a whole bunch of like those things going around and the accusations that he had raped me. And so he went to the police with his family saying that he was dealing with mental health issues due to the accusations that he had raped me Mm -hmm. and so I didn't really she gave me an option whether to start a file or not but she made me get my hopes up saying that it would definitely probably go to crown I'd get the justice I deserved and she told me everything that I wanted to hear Mm -hmm. so I ended up going to the police for it it was a horrible long year of not knowing what's happening with the case and all these people being brought in for questioning and then um, so a year later, they told me that my case got denied. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave me the choice to form an appeal, which I did. And she denied it again, or the Crown did. And the Crown was there that day to tell us why they denied it. They said there was a lack of evidence. And my my thing on that is his friends were the ones that were there, not mine. I had one friend there. So his friends chose his side, even though they know the truth. Mm-hmm. So they stood up for him. And then I I don't know what they want for evidence. Like, it's almost like they'd like a video of it because there's not, right. you're not going to get the evidence that they're looking for. That's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was a very frustrating process. And it's, unless you have, like, concrete evidence that happened, there's not like a big chance that it's going to go to court Mm -hmm. and you're going to get the justice right that sucks (laughs) that sucks and i hate to tell people that but it's the reality of sexual assault cases yeah no i know a lot of people sexual assault advocates i've spoken to already um 
a lot of other victims just don't go to talk to the police because one yes there's such a small chance that you're going to go to court but two it just takes so much out of you it's very mentally draining and it's not a great process yeah especially like the side effects or not the side effects i guess the impact that it's gotten on me of being sexually assaulted i have depression anxiety and ptsd Mm -hmm. so going through a court case and always constantly feeling anxious right about what's happening is truly truly not the best and when they take your statement on what happened they ask you every single detail where fingers were placed where um he had touched you every single detail they need to know which i thought it was it was really not good for the trauma because it just got reopened and i had to heal all over again yeah because your mind often like blocks out a lot of that too um yeah it how do you go back to that? Like naturally filters out all of the nasty details you don't want to remember. Right. Yeah. Well, I absolutely commend you for doing that and going forward with the court process because that is so difficult um, and mentally draining and frustrating and like good good on you, good for you. I, I hope yeah. it works out. <laughs> but yeah. even if not, like you trying is amazing yeah definitely definitely not the best process but i i guess i couldn't have expected more from it Mm -hmm. it was three years ago i guess like two or one year ago when i was started going to the police so not a lot of people had memories of that night that were there because this didn't happen to them so they don't have like just Mm -hmm. a normal day for them right they don't remember everything right correctly yeah. I'm so sorry that you had that experience. Oh, no need to apologize. It's okay. I I relate to your story not in the same way, but just the fact that I can at all, I I really empathize with you and I'm really sorry that happened. You said something that really really struck me. You said that someone or multiple people would tease you about that. Yeah, yeah, um, they did. I don't and even I, know how that happens. There's there's people in this town who have really strong beliefs that that rape isn't a thing. And so they would tease me at school or on the bus, or you could hear them, like, just, like, whispering. But, no, I was sitting on the bus one day on my way back home from school, and one of the kids yelled, Oh! she was great that's hilarious and they start laughing and it was just like this it felt like I was almost in the movie because it was like that wrenching feeling that everything was just going to be bad so it was definitely not the best experience from wow. this whole thing but I can't even believe that's real yeah. wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow when I say this town is bad I mean like this town that's the people in this town are just so toxic. Even the parents, they were slut-shaming me, calling me a whore, and that I asked for it. Wow. So, it's just not anyone in this town have the same beliefs that I do with sexual assault. So, it's the parents, it's the kids, it's 
gestures yeah. of the sky. It's... I mean, that kind of goes to show you how people get that mindset if their parents are telling them a certain way, yeah. which is disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. You, I saw one of your TikToks. You said you switched schools. Yeah. Um. So basically, when all of this police stuff was going on, um, I would see him through the like the school, and I just uh, start having panic attacks in the bathroom. So I would basically just sit in the bathroom all day for school. I missed all my classes. So the best, um, best change for me personally was changing schools there's only one high school in this town because it's a small town so we have an alternate school Mm -hmm. so I started going to an alternate school about two years ago so I could get away from him and that's been a better experience it's definitely been a better experience it kind of sucks because of since I am graduating this year there's not all of the opportunities that I get to Mm -hmm. do I guess like any any graduate mm-hmm. sorry i'm having like a moment my friend just came in the car i'm sitting in a car <laughs> no problem Take it. but no Take sw- switching schools wasn't like the best for my mental health but it it um definitely hard because for us to walk the stage i'm not allowed to wear a cap and gown we're just wearing dresses so like it's those little things that mm-hmm. kind of make it yeah, kind of suck because I have to deal with consequences that he should have been facing. Right. Are you in high school or college right now? High school. I'm in high school. Okay. Wow. Yeah, grade twelve now. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats on graduating. Thank you. <laughs> it means a lot. It it took a lot, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Come this far, I didn't think I'd be graduating. Yeah. From everything that I've had to face, all the obstacles to get to where I am but yeah when you have you know you were talking about PTSD and anxiety and depression um yeah when you're dealing with all of that it's like a struggle to get basic things done let alone school yeah there's no motivation yeah one of the other TikToks that really struck me and I'm quoting this when you told me you got sexually assaulted I couldn't sleep all night you really hurt me and then the background noise was funnier, the broken one. I'm the only one that needed saving. Did someone really say that to you? Yeah, that was something said to me by a family member. They, um, the night I finally spoke up to them, it was like eight months after this had happened to me. I finally built up the courage to tell them. And um, it got brought up in a conversation. They're like, yeah, when you told me you got raped, I couldn't sleep all night. Like you have no idea like what you put me through and all of this so (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was the best thing that was ever said to me but it was said I am so sorry I can relate to that unfortunately and I just don't understand what goes through people's heads like (laughs) yeah me neither (laughs) I just don't I just don't understand how you could think a lot of people are just really insensitive to the topic because they haven't gone through it themselves. Yeah, that's true. So that's the best way I can think of it. And it and it sucks that people have to go through this to understand what other people are going through because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't unless they've had it happen to them. Exactly, because 
another thing I was talking about with someone else was, well, first of all, you don't understand unless you've been through it, but you don't really care about it unless you've been through it because you don't understand the impact it has on a person. Mm -hmm. Going back to your TikToks, you mentioned a lot of hate comments. I know you've posted about that before, but has Mm -hmm. the response to your videos been mostly positive? Um, mostly. The ones that get bigger, I definitely do get more positive comments than mean, but if it's just, like, a video with less likes that are just going through to my town, then I definitely get a whole bunch of hate comments. I I blocked all, or most of the accounts that have said anything negative to me, so I can only see the positive, but, um, a lot of, a lot of the comments are mostly positive, which are great. It's difficult to live in a place where you're constantly being put in a position where you feel put down, especially for something that's not your fault at all. Yeah, for sure. Another thing I noticed on your page, you posted about someone asking if you felt bad about dragging your rapist name through the mud. Yeah. I, it's, it's awful to like read that. I cannot imagine how you felt. I don't feel bad about it. I You shouldn't. <laughs> it's what he deserves. I I don't feel bad, especially when he went to the police for saying that he was dealing with mental health issues due to these accusations. Like I wonder why you're dealing with mental <laughs> health issues because you did it. Yeah. But you're too afraid to admit it. Right. So me dragging his name in the mud through this town and posting about him it I don't feel any anything you should he he deserves every inch of what's happening to him so absolutely um yeah it's really brave and vulnerable and could warn so many potential victims of his and Mm -hmm. you should not feel bad about that one bit good on you a few other posts talk about people not believing you do you mind sharing a little bit about that experience um with friends I've had people told me that I'm a liar um that he would never do such a thing um that I'm posting fake tiktoks that what I'm talking about is not true and that they know the truth and that I'm not speaking the truth so that's definitely not been a great feeling because once you finally have the courage to speak up and you're being told you're a liar it's not It's not what you want to hear. That's not the feedback that you were expecting. So it definitely wasn't the best. But now I'm kind of used to it. I I just let them say what they say because obviously I can't say anything to change their beliefs on him. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's what I have to say to that. You mentioned that his friends stood by him despite hearing this. Every single friend of his has stood by him. In this whole situation, he he's shown his true colors to a lot of them, but they still stick by him. I don't know if it's because of fear or if it's because um, they genuinely think he's a good person. But yeah, all his friends stood by him, and they decide to bully the victim, which is me. I honestly don't know what's worse, if they chose not to believe you and ignore your story and still be friends with a rapist or if they did believe you 
um, and chose to stand by their friend because, well, he might have done it to you, but he wouldn't done it, do it to me. I Yeah. That kind of mentality is just, honestly, like, I, I think to myself, does it make them just as bad as him? Literally. <laughs> or at least close. I, I mean, they do say that, like, who you hang out with is who you are, so yeah. it, it wouldn't really shock me if any of his friends were like this, right? I had a guy I, one time comment to me, he was, and, like, he almost expected that behavior of his friend, yeah. and I was disturbed. I, that, that's disgusting. I don't know what that says yeah. about a person, that you're choosing to be friends with a predator. It, it it says a lot about the person. You don't want to be around them. Don't yeah. want to surround themselves. Don't want to waste your time on them. They're just not worth it. Well, what do you plan to do after high school? What are you looking to do outside um, of this? I'm actually going to apply to the RCMP to be an officer. So RCMP, I guess you're American. Yes. Um, It's basically just like a big police thing but it's for canada so gotcha you guys have like that nypd i only know that because we're brooklyn 919 but you guys have like your own police district yeah or, you, you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah we have like rcmp in it so like the police of all of canada gotcha so awesome. i'm going to be applying to that so i can all right so i can do what's right for other people and hopefully help them out i love that in the end or I was thinking of a lawyer, too. I just, mm-hmm. I want to help people who have been in my situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. think you'll be great at either one of those. <laughs> Thank you. I saw your post about the legal system in Canada and how the law was allowing rapists to use voluntary intoxication as an excuse for sexual assault. How did you first yeah. hear about that, and what was your reaction? Um, It was the post of that law being um posted i think my friend actually sent it to me and it was also just posted everywhere like for at least people in canada like it was on my tiktok feed of this law being posted mm-hmm. or posted but i think it's absolutely disgusting they're basically letting assaulters and sexually assaulters be able to use this um this law of like being too heavily intoxicated to control their actions for what they have done disgusting but yeah what would you like to change about the legal system and what can we do better as a society definitely have more help for sexual assault victims especially in schools Mm -hmm. i think they should i think they should at least do like a lesson on sexual assault and the impact on victims yeah and how we could change that because it's definitely not right and especially in the justice system there definitely could be a lot more work and more studying into um, a rape or a sexual assault. Because mm-hmm. letting my case go and letting multiple other people's cases go just because they can't find enough evidence and letting a rapist walk free is probably the worst thing you could do. They could at least at least um, keep investigating, continuing until they find something or just keep an eye out on the person like there, there could be multiple different things changed in our laws and then you also mentioned you had just come out of the police station um yeah so what's going on with your case now 
Uh, there's nothing going on with my case. I guess it'd be kind of more like a cold case because it was never, mm-hmm. never solved or anything. But I was just checking in because there is um, some things going around with my rapist where he had um, whacked my ex-boyfriend with a bat. Oh. So I was just I was just checking in on where a restraining order would sit for me and him and my friends for the protection of us because it, he has shown his true colors and how dangerous he is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I hope that you do get a restraining order and they grant you that. Yeah for sure oh my god well thank you so much i really appreciated talking to you um let me know if you want to talk another time and then um if you want you're welcome to shout out your your tiktok handle um oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's harm with two m's i just i talk a lot about sexual assault and the impact it's brought on to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. I hope everything works out in your favor. Thank you. Alrighty, everyone. This is your host, Rachel Franklin. Thank you for listening to this episode of Already Dad, a sexual assault discussion podcast. I hope you were able to take away something positive from our conversation today. Wishing you all the best. See you next time with another episode of Already Dad.